0: This is Dennis Ramundi. I'm here with my co-host Phil Goldberg. Our podcast and YouTube channel Spirit Matters found at spiritmatterstalk.com. If you haven't seen us on YouTube and would like to know what we look like and watch (laughs) us, uh, go to uh, youtube.com and just three words, Spirit Matters Talk and we'll come up. We have about 300 shows on our audio archives and now we're getting, probably have 20 plus shows that are uh, in, uh, in uh, YouTube TV. Uh, I want to thank the folks that have contributed to help keep us on the air. And uh, if you want to continue to contribute or anyone new wants to contribute, we would appreciate that. Uh, SpiritMattersTalk.com, you can go there for the information. And we have a real treasury of uh, interviews. So we've had some amazing people on, about 300 of them, plus I think it's over 300 now in those archives and they're free and open to the public have a fascinating guest today. Uh, The name is Paul Denniston, and he is a a very accomplished yoga teacher, uh, has had tremendous influence on many people, and he has a book out, Healing Through Yoga, and uh, we're going to talk about that today. And also, uh, he talks a lot about grief and using yoga as grief, And, and many of us who hasn't been through grief at this stage of life, at least for for Phil and I, and uh, <laughs> Phil and me, and uh, it's um, uh, it's something that I, actually, this stimulated some thought for me just seeing when I look through the book that uh, usually we think of grief, you go to a counselor, you talk about it, you work through it, but actually it's very deep in your body, and what better than, than yoga to, to work with that, so Paul is truly an expert in this area, probably one of the only experts that I know of in this area, so we're looking forward to uh, speaking to you about that.
1: Thank, Thank, you you on. On.
0: Thank you for coming on.
1: Thank you for having me.
2: Paul, um, I read a little bit about your background and um, you grew up in Texas. I uh, did. Tell us, a, Tell us about your own spiritual journey uh, and how it brought you to yoga and your specialization in grief yoga. If you could yes, just
1: summarize that, absolutely. You know, my my father is a uh, he was a Southern Baptist minister, and he was also the president of a black Christian college uh, down in Texas. My mother was a Christian school teacher, and um, uh, you know, challenging emotions like grief and anger were. Um, a lot of the times suppressed or they were denied. Um, I think that in some ways it was believed that it was a lack of faith to perhaps feel these challenging emotions. And yet I would witness my father hold his anger in and it would become like a boiling teapot and explode and Mm -hmm. it would frighten him and others. Uh, My mother... Um, would suppress her sadness, and um, I think that's how I basically learned how to deal with these challenging emotions. I would um, isolate myself within sadness, or I would have um, explosions of anger that I felt was dangerous, and so a lot of the time, the anger was turned in. Um, You know, I spent many decades trying to run away from grief and anger and loss, and I became very active but I also knew that I was holding a lot of anxiety and I went to yoga to help to alleviate the anxiety. And what, would, what happened for me within that space of yoga was um, all of the suppressed emotions that I had been running away from all caught up to me on that yoga mat. And then it, There was an opportunity about how I can move with it. I can be with it. There's something intuitive about these emotions that I tuned into. That once I allowed myself to surrender to it um, and move with it, it really helped me to identify how much I hold on to it within my body. Mm-hmm. And as a yoga teacher, mm-hmm. um, because yoga, meaning union, bringing connection to mind, body, and spirit, the heart of the practice was about compassion. And so as I became a yoga teacher, I thought, you know, what if I created an entire practice with the intention of how can we move with these challenging emotions? How can we use them as fuel for healing?
0: Right. Uh, I, I have a couple, uh, two quick questions, Well, one quick question and, and uh, uh, a longer question. Uh, the first is uh, you mentioned that uh, you had to deal, you had to uh, push your anger in, you had to suppress your anger. And my understanding is that uh, when we suppress anger, it leads to depression. And I was wondering if you had bouts of depression as well as anxiety. And also, uh, was there anyone before you that uh, was doing this type of work with yoga, specifically with yoga and grief? uh, Or
1: is it an area you've uh, pretty much pioneered? So... I think that when the anger, what would happen for me, because I wouldn't let the anger out, it turned inward and I became harder on myself than anybody else was. Um, I definitely found I was a, a sense of bitterness and and cynicism would come and bouts of depression would absolutely come in. I spent uh, a lot of time um, trying to numb the pain out through uh, sex drugs and rock and roll. And uh, so, yeah, I definitely, I I guess I spent so many decades trying to run away from it or suppress it that I became a little fascinated about what if we channeled it in empowering ways to allow the grief to move through. Um, So I, I think I was, and as far as my opinion, here's the thing. I believe, you know, yoga is an ancient practice. And um, I, I think people have been coming to yoga or to help with loss um, for a long, long time. So I, I do. am I a pioneer? I think the way that I would say that I am a pioneer here is, is the place of really blending many different forms of yoga together mm-hmm. with, with a purpose that, that we're not going to get stuck in it But we're going to find a way to to uh, empower ourselves to allow the grief and the love to move through. So that's um, uh, and I, I must tell you, I was looking for something that was unique and different as far as. When I was creating this practice so it's it's not like a traditional yoga class we're literally blending movement breath and sound allowing these postures to have a sense of flow to them because I believe that 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 grief needs that sense of flow and movement or else as I work with people a lot of the times they they feel like they're stuck and Mm -hmm. so this is about moving with and through them Uh
2: I want to know more about your work, specifically with grief, and we'll come back to it. But I'm really curious about, um, you You were raised in what sounds like a a mainstream or even conservative Christian environment. You moved on. You left Texas. Uh, You found yoga. Um, How did it change your spiritual outlook? And how did your family respond? (laughs)
1: <laughs> I love this question. Uh, you know, I was raised with a very judgmental God. Um, and uh, I think that um, what I developed my own um, shifting of, of spirituality was, was to really allow myself that, that God is an expression of love. And, uh, and so um, when I came from that place of, of compassion and kindness and love, um, that was a huge shift for myself, uh, spiritually. Um, and, um, you know, part of what, let's so so within yoga, let's say it's blending um, mind, body, and spirit. So part of within this work, after people move through the pain and express it, what we got, gui- what I guide them to is, is a place of connection and connection can happen within self Connection happens to others and connection happens to spirit. And so my version of spirit is really about love, grace, gratitude, forgiveness. I, I think that those things that, 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 that um, all the, the enlightened spiritual leaders teach, forgiveness, compassion, tolerance, I, I, I'm, I'm a big believer of all of those.
2: And if, your family?
1: When I started this yoga experience, they were like, we don't, we're not so sure about this yoga. You know, it's like, are you praying to a false God? So the thing that I, I embrace, especially for people who, you know, the intention is to bring mind, body, spirit, uh, mind, body, to lift the spirit. So when you approach it, like when I told my mom, I'm like, mom, you can pray to Jesus the entire time. It's okay. And she's <laughs> like, Oh, okay, well I can do that. So if you, If you shift it to a place like this moving meditation can be a space of body prayer. It meets the person where they're at. And for the people who might not necessarily have those beliefs, it can just be a moving meditation to try to find more peace, but, but whatever your faith in your belief is, you're welcome to bring it in the work that I'm doing is, is meant to release the pain to remember more with love. And so for me, spirit, God, that is to me, love.
0: Right. When you developed your healing through yoga, uh, specifically for grief, were, were the positions and the movement and the breathing and the sound that you used, did you first test it all out on yourself? Were you, the first one you sort of experimented, which system, obviously you were trained in yoga. Uh, you have 75 illustrations in the book, pictures of specific positions. So you're very specific in terms of what can be done. And did you find uh, once you started teaching it to others that different people uh, responded differently uh, or that men maybe respond, they they had certain issue, maybe uh, our society puts more pressure on men to withhold or express grief than women. I I don't know. Uh, uh, And and I'm just wondering what sorts of uh, uh, differences did you find?
1: Yeah, as I as I tinkered with the the practices themselves, I certainly would work with it, embody it. I brought many different forms of yoga and started to blend them together, whether it be Kundalini yoga, or <laughs> Atha yoga, or Vinyasa. I was literally taking movements and postures and creating specific intentions where we get stuck within grief and loss. Like this is a movement that focuses on regret this is a movement that focuses on anger or or guilt so it's really i was trying to develop a practice that 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 had specific intentions within each of the techniques and exercises um, the the interesting thing I, I mean a lot of women are drawn to this work because i think <laughs> uh, both grief and yoga can be a little you know a lot for, for, for men. But what I have found with men approaching this practice is that when they see that there is a way of channeling the pain, whether it's through anger or fear and moving it out in empowering ways, it gets them in it. It gets them moving through it. And uh, it's, it's, it's powerful to see the transformations that can happen. And uh, I also just wanna say, I think I'm, I'm very appreciative that there's three males here that are talking about grief and loss. I think that, you know, um, I certainly as a, as a young man growing up was always taught that men aren't supposed to cry, go do something about it. So uh, I think more men need to embrace uh, the, the the tenderness of, of, mm-hmm. of loss. And uh, so that's why I'm appreciative of, of you bringing me on with this. Great.
2: Um, Paul, one thing I've learned about grief, it seems to be uh, in the research, uh, is that everybody grieves in his or her own way. And, and that grief is very unpredictable and very individual. Um, do you uh, adjust your, in your instructions uh, with the use of yoga in grief? Is that also individualized? In a in, uh, good question, yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I you know grief is as unique as our fingerprint, and some people might isolate and hide away. Some people might want connection with other. We and and there is no one right way to grieve. Um, and so, um, as I have adapted this practice, here's something that I do recognize: a majority of us suppress things. Um, Whatever that is, anxiety, anger, judgment, that's pretty universal. And so when we start, you know, the body remembers this this pain, this trauma, this grief. So once it starts to move through, it allows a sense of softness to however you adapt to your grief and loss, however, it just needs to be felt. It, you know grief doesn't take a lot of time it just takes dedicated time and a lot of the time once the pain moves out and through it can allow the the grief to breathe
0: interesting <clears throat> how have you uh, been received by uh, the yoga community uh in in your area or anywhere for that matter have there been people that say hey this is Uh, Great. Uh, Can I learn from you about this? Hey, this is some of the stuff I've done. Can we talk or is there been some uh, pushback?
1: I haven't received really any, any, any pushback. Um, I think that many people in the yoga community understand this. And so what Mm -hmm. I have found is, is that a lot of people that come to me didn't really think about yoga for grief. And so they Mm -hmm. might be very new to yoga And so they were like, I never thought of this. And so let me try this. I I need support and I need help. Mm -hmm. Um, I think for those who are yogis, I think that they probably find this is an interesting approach Mm -hmm. to an ancient practice. And um, for those who are um, new, one of the the universal things we teach within yoga is to approach things from a beginner's mind. And so for those who are new, I, I think that, um, it helps them to identify. Wow, I'm really holding on to a lot. Um, approaching the space with compassion and moving through it really um, helps me to feel lighter and more at peace.
2: Paul, can you say a little more um, about how uh, grief is uh, stored in in the body? Uh, in the yoga tradition, there uh, there's it talks about some scars and vasanas, um, and uh, is 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 what we've learned from research, psychology, and neuropsychology, and so forth about grief and its presence in the body. Does it resonate with the ancient teachings on some scars and vasanas, and 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 um, are there specific places in the body that uh, are involved.
1: I I think that uh, there are things where we can identify where it can get stuck within the body. I think a lot of the times within our shoulders and our neck, we can hold a lot of tension up there. Um, I think that uh, uh, love and unresolved grief live in the chest. And uh, I think that, 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 you know, you can even see sometimes when I work with people, how their shoulders tend to cave in to protect a wounded heart. Um, I think that, you know, we can carry grief and loss within our stomach, tension and trauma. Sometimes we even feel like there's a lack of, of, of strength and power when we've experienced a deep loss. And so um, I think, you know, that can happen a lot of the times within what happens within grief too, is, is that it restricts our breath. Our breath becomes very shallow because if we were to breathe deeply, then it, it allows us to feel deeper too. And so sometimes as I work with people, it's like, I can't, I can't breathe. And so to help them to deepen their breath and breathe all the way down into their, their belly helps to move through, I, you know, I think even just a lot of suppressed emotion can, can live right within the hips. Hip openers can be uh, quite profound with uh, releasing, you know, sometimes uh, there can be uh, um, uh, sexual trauma that happens within the hips. Um, so I, I think that um, our grief is very unique in where we hold it within our body. Um, I mean, even in just, you know, we can, we can hold it right within our jaws because mm. we can't, it's hard for us to express what we want to need. And so what can happen is we might grind our teeth at night. And so it can even just live there, migraines in the head. So uh, it definitely lives in the body.
2: Thanks. Um, I, we seem to have lost Dennis all of a sudden. Uh, he must have <clears throat> technical difficulties, so I'll carry on uh, to what extent is, uh, breath and meditation part of your grief yoga pro, uh, program? You, you've, you've talked about movement a lot, but what about other aspects of the, the yogic repertoire?
1: Right. So it's all pretty much a moving meditation. And I think that the, the breath helps us to get present. Um, the breath allows us to, uh, when I started to do uh, meditation retreats, it was an eye-opening thing for me to see how much I wasn't being present. I was either a lot in the past or thinking about the future. So meditation helps us to become present. Um, And working with the breath can be powerful ways to move things through. So, you know, there can be Within the breath, what I also do is, is I'm sometimes incorporating sound to allow um, the throat to open and uh, for us to play with different ways of breathing, whether it's through the mouth or through the nose, that can be um, a powerful tool of using the breath to, to move pain through. And this is back. Hey. I'm
0: back. I, we had an ele- We had a power out. Was very momentary and you know, i'm back, back, back <laughs> on so i i i missed a few but things happen uh should i ask a question yes a and more? if it's <laughs>
2: repeating we'll tell you
0: no i i, I don't I, I don't think it will be uh i i my question would be uh, uh ayurvedic medicine ayurvedic diet that sort of thing has uh it comes from the ancient vedic tradition and uh do you incorporate any of that yeah dietary recommendations do you have somebody who does uh, pulse diagnosis or somebody uh, who you might refer people to if they wanted to go through some uh, uh, clinical treatments or whatever, in addition to the yoga. And I would think uh, that there are many Ayurvedic clinics that would love to have a guy like you to uh, advise them on specifically this. Because I can imagine, I have a friend that runs a big Ayurvedic clinic and I'm sure if they had a program specifically designed for people going through grief, that there would be quite a demand uh, for that program. So anyway, my question,
1: uh, any connection with Ayurveda? I certainly know it as a teacher. Um, I I don't have anybody that I'm working with specifically with this particular work. um, But I think that that's a, a, a great thing. And it kind of makes me think that would be good to incorporate this with it um, at this point, a majority of what this specific work is focused on is, is, uh, a, a movement practice for emotional liberation. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yes, I think that that's, a uh, um, that's great. And, uh, uh, I think you just planted a seed and maybe that's something I'll be working with more. Yeah. I actually,
0: there's probably a couple of people I I'd love for them to watch this interview and, uh, And tell them about what you're doing. I think they would have an interest for sure.
1: Great. We'll love that.
2: Don't forget Dennis's finder's fee.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You got it. (laughs) Paul, um,
2: people go through grief at any age. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I lost my mother when I was 21. It was a big trauma in my life. But the older we get, the more we loss we we encounter and therefore the more more grief i just lost three close friends and a cousin in in the last few months um and your program involves a lot of movement so my question is i know the older i get the less um uh, asana friendly my body is <laughs> good way to <laughs> <So> put it <laughs> how do you <laughs> Uh, how does age enter into it? And as a, a, a follow-up question, it's hard, I know how hard it is to teach certain things on the, on, on the printed page, as opposed to in person or a video. Um, do, are you concerned about people uh, who's, who are older doing some of the movements and asana practices that you recommend and the safety factor.
1: No, I appreciate that, absolutely. You know, when I first started, well, this whole practice was designed to support everybody. And a lot of this work also happened for me personally as I was going to yoga, dealing with my own injuries and learning from me how I could adapt and and um, modify specific postures that uh, were helpful. So when I designed this, this was never about physical flexibility. We're not putting people into a pretzel. It's not really about, uh, it's, it's it's a different way of doing it. And so when I personally teach classes, I know that it's a range of people from people in their 20s to people in their 80s. I offer variations right from a chair a lot of the times, and from a yoga mat, so people can feel that um, and, and feel that sense of support. Um, so I, I think that um, you know it's it's really yeah it's it's a it's a it's a different type of yoga practice that's really about emotional liberation. And so, like, I had a, a woman who was like in her 80s, and she had never done yoga before, she was always intimidated about it. And she was like, I can't do that. And then when she approached this practice, the way that I, she was like, wow, she goes, I never thought it could be that way. And that was always the, the, uh, the intention within it. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a practice about emotional liberation.
0: Right. And, and uh, you mentioned that, uh, you mentioned movement, uh, you mentioned uh, uh, breathing, and you mentioned sound. I'm curious, the sound, is it music? Is it is it uh, Indian music? Is, is it vibratory? What is it? When I, the, the I sound say music? sound,
1: I mean the vibration of our okay. voice. So in sound, that can be anything from a sigh. It can be when releasing uh, uh, challenging emotions, it can be a powerful warrior. Okay. Ha. It can be uh, it can be soothing vibrations and sound to uh, calm the nervous system. Uh, it's using even sounds of like there's a there's a specific technique where it's called releasing the why and within that space the why is the sound. Sound can also be You'll
0: give us an example of that.
1: Yeah, for sure. So um, you know when um, when we're experiencing loss, I think it's primal for us to, want to ask why 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 him why her and to recognize we're never going to get a satisfying answer to the why but sometimes releasing the why it can take what's suppressed within us and move it through and so in the technique i i invite people to just bring their hands up to face their palms facing their their head and to just say the words why and i'll also invite them to even lift it up and just say why and even creating the space to whatever it is that needs to come through. If it's anger, why God can take it? It's OK. You can be angry and to allow the repetition of the why to keep going, to kind of take whatever that stress is and move it through. And a lot of the times what can happen is as they might start it and they don't even know what the why is. But then once they start going within it and doing it, it's like, oh, this is from a past trauma that's coming up and it's moving it through. That's that's part of what the expression is about. Mm-hmm.
2: I got that evokes it's almost biblical
1: <laughs> that
2: that that why you allow yourself
1: to be angry at God, recognizing that God can take it. I tell you, it goes to the deepest core of oneself and allows the, the sadness to move through. So uh, it's it's those primal movements and sound that can can literally just go to our depths. Yes,
2: that's fascinating because one of the things I've observed is um, people often have that anger toward. God, if they conceive the universe that way, or just <clears throat> why anger at life for these uh, inexplicable tragedies and conflicts. Um, and they're afraid to express it because they think it'll, they'll be punished for doing so. Right. Uh, and, and so you're giving them permission in a, in a non-religious context,
1: which is nice. And what's happening is is because they're not releasing it, the punishment stays inside of them. That's what's happening here, yeah.
2: Paul, I had a question about your book, Mm -hmm. which will remind people is Healing Through Yoga, Transform Loss into Empowerment. Um, You have six principal chapters and each of them is a one word title which suggests that there's a kind of sequence or uh, categories of work that you're doing. Awareness, expression, connection, surrender, evolution, transformation. Can you, you know, we only have a few minutes left, but if you can guide us through those, uh, that sequence.
1: Awareness is about befriending the body, deepening the breath, and learning safe ways to move the body to help us to become aware where the struggle and the pain lives in the body. Expression is about using movement, breath, and sound to take the struggle and the pain and instead of suppressing it, channeling it in empowering ways and using it as fuel for healing. Connection guides us to a space where we find connection within ourselves others or spirit, and they are flowing meditations to help us to witness the pain and the grief, but also flowing meditations to help us to move towards more love, grace, and gratitude. Surrender is, is where we can hold on to the love, but soften and let go of the pain. There are ways to, to gently befriend the body to help us to relax towards more peace. Evolution is is about now what? How has this loss changed me? How am I different after loving them? And the paths that we explore in recognizing I'm still alive and my life matters, my love for them matters, we focus on movement, breath, and sound to focus on perseverance, play, and purpose. And even within like sound, one of the things that we'll incorporate too is this laughter yoga and laughter techniques because it's intended to lift the spirit and it also helps us to, um, to remember our, our loved ones. It, it lifts our vibration up. It, it's to recognize that I can feel and, and and experience sadness i can i can move the anger through and i also recognize that that happiness is my birthright also so <laughs> it's it's uh it's it's a what that what i just described is called a cycle of compassionate transformation it's a space that's like a, a beacon to lead someone through the process so they won't get stuck in the pain but giving just a, a ritual space to move it through, to um, to 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 feel deeper connection with themselves and others and spirit. Great.
0: Wonderful, uh, great read. The book again, Healing Through Yoga for those watching. I'm holding up the book for those listening. It's it's a uh, book has uh, 75 uh, illustrations in it. Poses, uh, so it's very practical. Highly recommend it. Um, and you know. Everyone goes through grief. And and I think that uh, in looking through the book that it also gives you guidance uh, moving beyond grief uh, into a, a fuller and happier life. So uh, thank you so very much for taking the time to come on. Dennis, I, to... I
2: have another yeah. question, if yeah. we have a minute. Go ahead. Because um, w- w- a lot of times uh, when people think of grief, we think of mm-hmm. the death of a loved one.
0: Right.
2: Um, but there's other forms of grief and other forms of loss and I'm thinking now of people who are aging and seeing their contemporaries die. There's a kind of anticipatory grief or the grief uh, grieving the loss of youth and vitality and anticipation of death. (laughs) You spent time in hospices. What have you learned about that that can help our viewers who are getting a little older? I think <laughs> a lot I, of
1: it. Good I recognize that myself. Um, I think that absolutely we can grieve. You know, our bodies aren't performing the way that they were. We can uh, grieve the dreams that we thought were going to happen and will never be. Um, grief and loss can show up within if it's something that that we cared about. Maybe it was a job. A grief can happen even within this pandemic, whether there was so much loss of life, but it could even just be, I was going to have a wedding or I was going to have a graduation and I don't get to have that. So loss is, 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 is very universal. It could be a a pet loss. Um, So I think for what I have learned with uh, working with this, for those in hospice is um, to the, 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 biggest thing for me is is the sense of presence, the sense of being with someone where they're at, and to not try to to shift them, to, to, to change them. There's something about just just sitting with with grief and loss that can be in, in a compassionate space that can be really quite quite powerful. And um to not minimize someone's loss to not say, you know, well, at least you, at least this, at least that, you know, it's not about trying to minimize or bypass the pain, but it's, can you, can you sit with it and, and be with it? And even with my sister who was dying of cancer, her sense of movement was very limited. It was maybe very, a slight movement and a slight breath, or maybe it was small steps. So, um, It's meeting the person where they're at, becoming present with it, listening with it, and finding their way of moving through it.
2: Thank you. Well put. So, thanks for being with us, Paul. Good luck with the book. Again, it's Healing Through Yoga. And Paul's website is griefyoga.com. And of course, you can, all that information is uh, up on our website. Thanks for being with us. Thank you so much, Paul. Thank you, Philip. Thank you, Dennis.